Johnny, do you want to go to an ice cream social? Yeah, I'd love to. Great, let's go. Welcome to another ice cream episode, ice cream episode. Welcome to an icy cold episode of Ice Cream Social, where our studio turns blue when you put it in ice. That's how cold it is. That's funny you should mention that, because that's exactly what I wanted to talk about. What do you, what do you, well, I, was, I, need, I was yelling at Jake to get us on the air because you were really, really, literally jaw-dropped at something you're looking at on your phone. What yeah, were you looking yeah. at on your phone? All right, so uh, I'm a fan of this really fun website called Dinosaur Dracula. Okay. It's an offshoot of old X Entertainment website run yeah. by this, uh, this uh, really hilarious kid, Matt. And uh, I say kid, he's getting older now, but he's, he's awesome. He's all about retro toys and old school garbage, basically. Okay. Just pop culture detrius you know just so the, you are in love with him love it yeah love it he's you know i mean he he goes to yard sales and buys old alf bed sheets and okay you know it's forget about it this is my guy so uh anyway t- check out dinosaur dracula but meanwhile he's just reposted i feel like you're, i'm talking like a kid who just like met the girl of his dreams at like amusement park right <laughs> i now. adore this guy like I you're like and guy. then and then she said listen, and then she said listen, listen, listen. Go okay ahead. so so he's a fan of of novelty foods as well like yeah. he has like eight blog posts about the reissue of the general mills monster cereals that came out in Halloween, you remember oh. that? How they uh, target only exclusives were the classic boxes. You know what I'm talking about? Kind Yum, of Yummy Mummy, Count Chocula, Booberry. Yes, I remember okay. those. Yeah. Well, they made the they brought back Yummy Mummy for first of all. Oh man! At, right. See, so everybody's like, "Whoa, Yummy Mummy!" It's been gone since the '80s. Uh, and then they put it in retro packaging for a bunch of it. Uh, Fruit okay. Brute was another one that came out that had not been around for a long time. Anywho, it's it's the return of some classic Kool Aid flavors. Okay. Okay. This summer just got awesome. Because you now have the ability to go to your local grocer and pick up Sharkleberry Finn, Purple Saurus Rex, and the Great Blue Dini. Wow. And, and the reason I... Th- you, the, the, he just talked about Great Blue Dini. I can't anticipate what any of those would taste like. Uh, Great Blue Dini this is, is back, kind of a fruit are, punch. These, these are old flavors because it's back in the day when color was enough for you to drink something. Right, right. Like, it's going to be blue. Yeah, great. great. I can't wait to try I, blue. What flavor did you get? I got blue. Mm-hmm, exactly. <laughs> well, Great okay. Blue Dini changes color as you mix it. It okay. starts off as a different color and then becomes blue. Yeah. So that's... Because he's a magician. So you okay. should get some of that for Penn and Teller. Uh, yeah, because they love taking drink suggestions from me. Go ahead. <laughs> no, you just give them some packets. Just the little packets with the drawing of... Because yeah. it's, it's also... Great Blue Dini is a magical octopus. Oh, okay. Which is close to my heart, of course. That is great. Uh, Sharkleberry Finn is, of course, a shark. Yeah. He's, he represents that. Uh, but Purple Saurus Rex was one of my favorites back in the day, flavor-wise. Really interesting kind of uh, grape and lemon... Okay. It had a very interesting bouquet. And it's a, it does, it does. It's a dinosaur. It's a perfect aperitif, really. I can't, I hope (laughs) listeners can see how just excited you were. Like Paul walking into the room versus where he was 30 seconds before he went on the air off of the news of this, this Kool Aid thing. I'm jazzed, dude. I'm jazzed. (laughs) Purple Source Rex, it's been a while. It's been a while. Like, what does Purple Source Rex taste like? Um, I guess it's, it's, it's kind of grape lemon, but it's not exactly, it's, um, it's sort of a, it's almost got a Gatorade vibe, sure, like a, ga- a grape Gatorade vibe to it. Okay, but uh, you know, a little tart, sure, a little tart, but quite good. All right, yeah. Uh, we should talk about a couple things right at the top before we introduce our guests. One is that we got snoped hard. What? Yeah, 
last episode we talked about the famous dead people herpes story. You talked about. Yes. You brought that thing into the mix again. Right. That ancient. Because that ancient, I love this story. Right. And who knows it. And I want it so hard to be true, but I do not think it's true. It's not true. No, because here's the thing. And here, here's the, here's the, there's two things. One is that because a lot of our listenership is also congregation members of Penn Sunday School, which means they are Penn and Teller people, which means not only do they snope us, they're angry they have to. Like, we get like snotty, like, they should you be. fucking idiot. They should be. Snopes. They should be. Like, yeah, they're, they're, they don't calmly correct. They're like, I'm telling you the truth. Yeah. There's old school Kool-Aid flavors back on the shelf. <laughs> you don't got to snope that. You just got to drink that. Oh, my God. Who the hell cares? You, Paul and this guy who runs a website. You will be That's surprised, Jacob. That's you will be surprised how many people care. Um, uh, yeah, so we got snoped hard on that. And I, was, and I told you, and I told everyone listening that the reason why I did not look into it is because I was told by someone who was a reporter, who was a working reporter. So I thought I was being told a story that was actually reported upon. I messaged her. Oh. And she was like, what? Really? Oh, I should check that out. And I was like, no! Oh, boy. Oh, boy. So, kick to the balls. He, now, here's what I need to happen. I need the dead people herpes story to be put into a movie or an episode of, like, Special CSI. Victims Unit or CSI or something so that I can still reference it all the time. I just need it as a reference point. It's a great story. It's a great made-up story. <laughs> what an awesome lie. It's a, it's a fantastic lie. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of those. Where, uh, where the herpes on a woman's face can help you track down the murder of a hooker. Ugh. It's a great fucking story. And it's wrong. It's just totally it's just a lie. It's great like Stephen King's It is a great story. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. So we got snoped hard on that, and I want to address that right away. Uh, well, thank you, thing? Scoops, for being on top of it and yeah. checking uh, people were trying to say that the swastika building is not true, but no, I didn't that find is legit. <laughs> that is, I, I can attest. Google a, Maps, people. I was going to say Google Maps. Google Maps. Snope the hell out of that. Being being a Vegas resident for as long as I have been, this is year fifteen for me. That is a real deal thing. Uh, and then on a, a serious note, that we'll get on and get off because we're, we will open up our next episode. I do want to talk about it, but we actually did get an anonymous uh, letter from a transgendered person who wanted to give us the straight dope on. The language. The language, yeah. Because of, oh, of the good. Cards Against Humanity Wonderful. controversy. Of putting, I want to know what the skinny is. Putting passable transvestite as a card in Cards versus Humanity. Yeah. And so uh, they, 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 we have a good breakdown. So next episode, we will have a nice uh, letter r- r- read by the sultry-voiced uh, Jacob the Audio Guy. Uh, um, oh, yeah. For, uh, <laughs> to, 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 to school us. Good. Because uh, we are ignorant on the transgender community stuff. So, so now we're going to move on. Uh, we have a guest with us here in studio. It's Jacob. Hey. <laughs> it's Jacob, the audio guy. No, we have a guest in studio with us uh, from Houston. Uh, improv comic Amy Burkhead is here, everybody. Yay. Yay. Hi. Hi, Amy. <laughs> that's that's and true. That, you are here. You said my name right. Uh, and, so, and you brought your brother here who's sitting in the studio. Uh-huh. Is this so that I wouldn't hit on you? And, no. Oh, okay. No, no, no. That's all. That's it's a all good tactic. Freaking. He's a he's a tall gentleman. Yeah. No. I was. Uh, I'm here for a conference, and uh, uh, I was like, well, no, no one wants to go with me. And my mom called my brother and was like, Amy doesn't have anyone. <laughs> your mom and wanted my, you to have a travel buddy for your was, conference was, in Las Vegas. There was no communication between the two of us. We just right. both talked to my mother, who arranged. Oh, and he just arrived. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm so sorry you, you got guilted into this by your mom. That is that is not easy. <laughs> Every time you throw a trip to Vegas, and 
Uh, he's not mic'd, but he's, 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 so he, the trip to Vegas was was a little bit Vegas. of a yeah. bonus. So yeah. that's yeah. good. All right. Yeah. Okay. It was fine. I would. I'm. I'm happy because we. Uh, we actually went to Chicago together and had a blast years ago. Um, so we know that we travel well together. Right. But um, it was just super funny that my mom was like, "Take, go get your sister." And also in in the studio, unmiked uh, as well. We have two congregation turned scoops. Uh, <laughs> Carolyn and Christy are here, and they're actually eating ice cream. So today is an actual ice cream social. Right, guys. They helped so us. Make we have a bit of a legit. crowd here. Yeah, it's nice. We have a bit of a crowd. Uh, it's very exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, welcome all of you to the Inspire Green Room, where we record, obviously, beneath God's pubes. And if you can go on my there Twitter account, if you don't know what I'm talking so about, beautiful. there's an installation art piece on the wall that I have named God's pubes. Gigantic quotations yeah. around the world. Art piece. <laughs> <laughs> Someone got paid a lot more than we've gotten paid for stuff to make that, Paul. Like I'll tell annual. you that much you right think? now. Yes, I do. Really? Yeah. The way the downtown revitalization thing is going, I have a feeling someone got paid a someone lot of money. made a lot of loot on that one. There are also yeah. multiple ones around the building. Like yeah. That's not the only one. Yeah, oh. I know. Yeah. Oh, boy. God's it, pubes are everywhere. Yeah, well, he shaved like like 500 feet above the building, and this is where they kind of gathered. Mm-hmm. These are dust bunnies. I'll get it later. <laughs> <laughs> so, Amy, you're out here for a conference for your regular occupation? Yeah, for my 9 to 5. And your 9 to 5, and what is this What is this conference? It's called Blackboard World. It's a, a learning management system. Is called, Blackboard is, World yeah, Learning Management System. Yeah, it's Blackboard, and a bunch of educators in uh, K-12 through and secondary education and um, instructional designers and faculty. Anyone that has anything to do with Blackboard comes. Okay. Now, are you a teacher? No, I am a... It's it's called like um, technology specialist or like instructional designer where I help instructors build their online courses. Okay. So they'll come to me and be like, I've taught a face-to-face. I have no idea what to do here. And then mm. that's where I come in and help them with the technology side of it. Oh, cool. Yeah. Very cool. How did you end up doing that? I, uh, j- I was reporting uh, at a tiny, tiny newspaper in Friendswood, Texas. and I- Would you have reported the DPH story if you had you heard it? <laughs> For sure. Absolutely. Yeah. That would have been, um, in between like the fluff stories of like the 4th of July parade and, <laughs> and the 4th of July uh, ice cream social, then I w- that would have yeah. fit right in the middle great, as great. far as what <laughs> my quick... jurisdiction as a reporter was. Yeah. Did you go to school for journalism? Yeah, broadcast journalism. Okay, and you wanted to? Do you want to? So, did you want to be a, a article writing reporter, or yeah. did you want to be on camera? I wanted to be behind the camera. Okay, I wanted to write. I've always yeah. wanted to write, but uh, I got out of there really quick because it was so bad. It was just I couldn't make any money, and oh, okay, I was like writing. What is a what does a starting reporter in a small town newspaper make? Eighteen thousand dollars a year. Eighteen thousand dollars a year. You a had year. me up until a year. Eighteen thousand yeah. dollars sounded great <laughs> up until that. Yeah, I was point. like, uh, I want to move out of my parents' house, <laughs> and I can't. And they're like, so did I, but I am the editor of this paper, and I still live with my parents. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, News from the basement. It's mm-hmm. <laughs> close. A heating bill just arrived. <laughs> <laughs> this just in: mold on the stair railing. <laughs> Mom in a tizzy. So, uh, <laughs> when you took the job as a reporter for eighteen grand a year, yeah. and you take it because you tell yourself, "I got to do it, love of the game, get started, get build the sure. resume, sure. get it going." Right? That's the idea. Yeah. So, is there a part of you that thinks like maybe I can get like a big scoop here in town and really light this town up with a, with a, with investigative journalism? Okay. So, no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> there is no seedy underbelly. Uh, there was the, the biggest thing that happened to me was uh, Friendswood is a is a really really tiny like pleasant Wait, Friendswood it's like called, Friendswood. It's called Friendswood. Yeah, there's no, <laughs> no DPH stories going to the Friendswood yeah, yeah. Gazette. It's, it's such a small conservative like Pleasantville kind of yeah, town. Okay. And I did, but um, those are those are kind of scary places. They're sure. super scary because like it's landlocked and like once you get in, you find out all this cool stuff. Like the administration kind of runs the local government because of the way they vote and that all of that's interesting. But I did report um that Friendswood Junior High was teaching children about the five pillars of Islam and they didn't send home like some kind of slip that okay. told the parents beforehand. Oh, so you you actually did kick a hornet's nest yeah, yeah, to yeah, that yeah, tiny yeah, yeah. town. Yeah. Well, I tried and then um, I got like hate mail and like people were really crazy about it. Like uh, there Wait was a, a school board meeting that went ape shit. Okay. I'm trying to think of like, okay, so you got in trouble... I'm trying to think of which direction, before she explains, Paul, which direction do you think the blowback's coming from? Do you think people think that Amy is prejudiced against Islam, or do you think people who hate Islam wrote in? I think it's people who hate Islam wrote in. What happened? Highly, highly, highly uneducated people about what Islam <laughs> so, so, like, is. Right. Even though you because it's funny because you're technically on their side. Yeah. Yeah, you, that's, that's what I mean. It's like, 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 guys, I can't believe it. Because, come on, church and no, state, no, no, it no, doesn't no. matter what the religion I mean, is. And I'm also thinking like an open-minded teacher would be like, I don't, need to, I don't need to get permission from parents to teach something that exists. It was already right. in the curriculum. It was right. already in, it was built into what they were going to teach and what they always teach. But the difference was is they had a representative from that community come in and teach. And people were like, no <laughs> one told me that my kids would be preached to. Um, where, where is this? Where is this again? It's south of Houston, about 30 minutes so north in Texas. Of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. That we, ain't no preacher. That's a creature. Get him out of yeah, here. Yeah, it was. It was really the the school board meeting that I went to went apeshit. It was it was oh like my. that. Yeah, I'm like, sure. I'm sure. You're from Texas. Yeah. Oh. Paul, without knowing it, we totally have a type. <laughs> this is our third Texas blonde that we've had come. And it's true. It's true. We have we have, a, we have a very much an ice cream social type. <laughs> <We're>, <laughs> you didn't realize uh, it. They're you didn't all blonde it. in Texas, I think. Pretty much. Yeah. 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 And my brother lives out in Austin. At now. least according to you, porn they are. There. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> what's, her, what's her name Alexis Texas once again making She's porn blonde. jokes in front of her brother, brother <laughs> who was reading a magazine like he's waiting to go to the dentist yeah, yeah. I can't tell you how interesting we feel when that? a guy just sits reading a magazine yeah. like a waiting room right in front of us might I mention that Justin was in the Marine Corps oh Jesus so yeah. you know uh, okay shoot I'm gonna, maybe I'll bring my mic over what's the best way to get out of a chokehold all Marines don't all Marines know like four ways to get out of a chokehold rack them that means grab the balls yep there that's, it is. that's the thing. And I worked with the former Marine. He says he, he, he can't, he's not mic'd, but he says rack them, which is a Marine term for grab someone else's balls as hard as you fucking can. <laughs> to get that's out of the a best hold, way to yeah? get out of a choke. That sounds like a winner to me. And I worked with a former Marine. You don't say ex-Marine or they will rack you. Um, right. But uh, and, and one time I literally just surprised him. I didn't mean to. I came up behind him at work. Uh, I was working at uh, uh, the steakhouse in, uh, in, in Redback, New Jersey. And he fucking, gri- fucking hit my balls so fucking hard. I was like right on the ground. I'll bet. Yeah, serves you right, idiot. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't mean to. It was, it, was a, it, was, it was a sheer happenstance. I wasn't like I'm going to mess with this marine. Yeah, this wasn't like uh, like drunk kids being like I'm going to steal that cop's gun. <laughs> That's great. Uh, by the way, that drunk kid is me. And you've was, done that. The, the, you've no, done no, no, that. no. We've, we've calculated it and then we're like we should not like no. being hammered at a Denny's, <laughs> looking at a cop, being like I bet I could get his gun, and just uh, fantasizing about it openly for like an hour. You fool! While I eat the moons can, over my hammy and eat chocolate <laughs> the, pie. The, the, the cops are like, we we can hey we can hear you. Yeah, right. <laughs> you're not gonna get my gun. Uh, you're drunk. Yeah. You're not quiet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, we know what everyone thinks about when we're in Denny's. Right. This is what everyone talks about. You guys are just having the typical conversation in the Denny's. It was the most interesting thing in this restaurant. So, of course, we're going to be the topic of conversation. Speaking of Denny's, I saw a really funny, I think it was on Imger or Imger, however you say it. And somebody who worked at Waffle House did a, they had like an Instagram feed or something of just people falling asleep at the restaurant. Oh, nice! That's great. a good. That's a good Instagram. Yeah, that's great. a good Instagram account. I'll have to find it. Are you, are you a veteran? You you fight in no, wars? I got out no one. Okay, out I got no out one. No one. Okay. Well, I still thank you anyway. This is the freedom <laughs> you protect: is that we can sit around and talk about stealing cops' gun and Denny's beneath God's pubes. This is what this is what you fought for. Um, so uh, he's so not impressed with me right now. It's really funny. <laughs> no, no, he's cool. It's just his face just looks like that. <laughs> <laughs> I am so getting racked after this. After we get, if we get, we get so um, I know Amy because she is a Houston improv comic. Mm-hmm. Um, but we and, met in Austin. Oh, we did. We did meet in Austin. Well, we met through this whole the whole kind of universe I fell into actually by doing a corporate gig in New Orleans by teaching a bunch of people who own Serta Pro painting franchises the magic of improv and a meeting place. I met uh, Chris True, mm-hmm. who runs the New Movement Theater, mm-hmm. which is a fascinating little improv theater thing because uh it was uh, uh, an improv theater that was displaced because of katrina and kind of burst to different areas in the country and then kind of stayed together as a artistic collective more than an organization yeah. i'd say yeah but at one point there was a new movement in houston austin and new orleans at the right. time that i met you yeah and i was uh, i went by i basically was like help i'm stuck in new orleans with no friends teaching improv to to people who sell paint and I just put out a thing on Twitter like does anyone know anyone with improv in New Orleans that I can come and Chris had me come teach a workshop and sit on a few shows mm-hmm. and I kind of hit it off with their, their whole scene there That's and Chris great. was amazing uh, to me and then I got to meet Amy at a conference you brought me in a, on in Austin yeah improv wins and improv we wins. taught uh, the Speed Herald yes. and we started doing the Speed Herald as a troupe after that for like a few years that's so exciting so I'm in, I'm in Paul I did you. something that lasted yeah, a man. little bit it's as impermanent as improv can be. <laughs> it can have lasting effects it on really, people. I was really, I was really impressed by both of the works. I use a lot of the stuff. Uh, well, thank you so much. That's very yeah. nice of you to say. It, it was. Uh, it, I loved the, uh, the the scene there. It was really mm-hmm. interesting. But now Houston, I want to bring you in here because I think like your improv story is similar to a lot of smaller cities and kind of towns improv scene. And I think, therefore, might be similar to Vegas's improv scene, which is more of the typical story. Because most of the time, people want to talk about improv comics. They think about New York, LA, and Chicago. Mm-hmm. And they think about the people who go on to try to be on Saturday Night Live or go on to do sitcoms and, and those kinds of movies. And most people don't do improv for that reason. Most people just do improv in their town to have a cool outlet to try to get sharper, to kind of do something else besides their day jobs. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's kind of a social movement. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then... You have someone like Amy where you get really good. You were really good. You, you can not make that face. We wouldn't have you on the show if you weren't really good. We're like, we brought on this mediocre improv person <laughs> who might be funny. Like, I don't know. Um, so, so, <laughs> so uh, and, you're, and you're doing our show on Wednesday, which we also would not ask you to do. There's plenty of people we don't ask to do that show. Oh, uh, cool. So, um, <laughs> second people who don't get asked. <laughs> Bird kids here. Uh, look out. <laughs> chalkboard conference read them and weep um, <laughs> chalkboard what is it called blackboard blackboard yeah it's so Ugh, sorry there goes all there goes all the there, there goes the big bump you were going to get from this podcast <laughs> for the blackboard conference um so talk to me a little bit about houston because you were improvising before the new movement mm-hmm. came to mm-hmm. houston correct yeah. 
Yeah, I've been a, a part of the improv community in Houston since 2008, and I think a part of every failed uh, improv theater ever in Houston, probably. <laughs> I've been like at the ground level right. of every failing theater. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I think that what people are always surprised at here is that Las Vegas does not have an improv theater. Mm-hmm. We don't have one. Yeah. We keep trying to kind of infiltrate other theaters. That get bored of us after a little while, or only let, like some of us. Yeah, so we kind of hang out. I'm sure yeah. it's very similar. <clears throat> yeah, it's it was tricky. I mean, you know, even when Second City was here, and I was teaching through them, right. we had a a full on, you know, uh, what do you call that? Curriculum. Yeah, curriculum. You know, even that levels though, and all that kind of thing. We should kind of talk about that a little bit, but because even that. Like Vegas was a little bit treated like like a refugee camp for Second City. It was a little redheaded stepchildy, yes. Uh, because basically, what happened was, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, because you're the Second City guy, so I'll speak out of school and you can correct me. All right, hit okay, because I'm not a Second City guy. Right. So Second City opens up shop, and then basically people want to take improv classes, and so people who were in the company here just started teaching on their own because there was no formal system set up. Then Second City got wind of the fact that people were teaching. And starting to get uh, interest from Las Vegas, and begrudgingly we're like, "Oh shit, we might as well make it officially Second City and start teaching Second City here." That may have happened. I I don't I don't think it was. I think I don't think that was the case. The it person who told like... me this was a reporter. <laughs> was it? Was... No, I'm just I'm making a DP. Did you? Joke. Where did you? Did you get that? I, I did know. get that information from. Uh, shoot, I, I'm trying to I, I'm trying to remember the name of the person, but well, I'll tell you from my own personal experience. When Second City first opened up, they yeah. had the full-on curriculum set. They had the training center okay. pretty much out the gate. I'm yeah. going to say four months in. Right. If not oh, Okay, so, so then whatever I'm talking about must have happened super fast. If, yes. If I'm right at all, which if I you're might right at, not be. If you're right at all. What I think you're right, what I think was confused yes. is that what was going on instead of that was there was not a secondary outlet for performance. Right. Because there was no improv community in this town. Right. Really. Right. There was very, very... We had... Like I had done improv in this town with a group called the Mutiny, mm-hmm. which was basically the only one of the only things in town, uh, and a few other little you know small groups. But there wasn't a formal community. And you guys really. were just trying to take over every theater you were a part of. Oh, we just did a couple different spots. Um, I'm just making a Mutiny joke. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, they would. They would try to take over every every spot they get. Uh, You're like we're not here to do a show. We're here to take over this theater. But but I, I got into the into the classes. There's the right new season the- of plays and musicals. We would like you all to know that we're doing here. It's a mutiny. <laughs> if you don't know, now you do, and you're going to know every time. Everything, yeah, exactly. Get that out. Get this. Throw out all the shows you were going to do. This is your new Just tearing down posters uh-huh. in the theater. Like no, yar. Pirates of Penzance will not happen here. Wait, no, 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 no. Leave that one. <laughs> that works with our milieu. Uh, no, see, uh, we we uh, uh, that, that like I said, right off the bat, they're yeah. doing the classes. What I think there they were referring to is there wasn't a, uh, any kind of other outlet, right? And Second City wouldn't sanction it, wouldn't sanction a secondary offsite performance space. So what they did was Jason Sudeikis was a big part of this, and and a couple others were just like, we want to get our improv on outside of the shows because at that time, early on, it was just a best of review. It was, right. it was basically like tour co on the stage yeah. uh, for the first year and a half or so before they started writing their they own. They weren't going uh, through their own formal process right, of making to, their own main stage precisely, review here. Precisely. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, improvisers are like, I'd like to improvise, you know, yeah. instead of just doing rote stuff uh, that we're, was not our own. Not our Some own say voice. written. Go ahead. Right. Oh, boy. 
I'm allowed to bust your balls while we. You can. There, are, there are people listening who don't give a shit about this. You You're know? right. So I have to bust your balls while you do. You're right. <laughs> but they ended up going to this coffee house and starting a Wednesday show, and they called it uh, "Absolutely Not the Second City." <laughs> oh boy! And then, you know they put little advertisements right. up there, and you know that kind of thing, and uh, and 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 let me speak out of school again. Yes, please. They had no interest in hiring locals to be in their main stage. Not really. They imported a ton of talent from uh, Chicago. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I did. There were there were a handful of understudies, myself included. Right. Uh, because they did you were the, the only one to ever make that leap. Right. I was the only one that made the full transition to main stage. And that's from because here. there was a letter. For it's an older episode that we addressed this, but there's a letter writing campaign to get you. Some in of my castmates to in wrote to, to Chicago. I auditioned four times, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, at, and or, no, no, th- three each times. time no pants. Right? Three aud- each time did not wear pants. The audition. Three auditions, Huge three, mistake. three times getting in front of Chicago Brass. They come okay. and see me, you know, filling in in a show. Now that's a good name for an improv. And trip. finally, <laughs> finally, they uh, they acquiesced and let me uh, join the main stage, which was great because, but but it was in no small part due to uh, the kindness of some of my cast members. How many hand jobs did you owe? All, all the hand jobs. All. all, the hand jobs. How, all were there other local? People that were hired that passed the audition, but you just didn't? There were other local understudies. There were other ah. uh, people who filled in when uh, you know people were, were out. And, and towards the end of the run, the show had become almost all understudy. <laughs> by, yeah. the, by, the, by, the, by the last month. People were just jumping ship. People were gone. But I mean, you know, can't blame them. Because there's a mutiny. Well, yes, there was. Um, no, but here's the thing. Because it was important about this, this scene, and we'll transition back to our guest here, is that... By Second City being the first one to kind of set the formal tone for improv training, mm-hmm. the idea that you would work through classes just to get into a main stage show where you get paid to perform every night became the first spike of interest. Right. So therefore, Las Vegas's comedy scene continues to struggle because people take two classes and then say, when am I getting paid? Mm-hmm. And so people's interests are really, on top of this town being very transient, on top of the town, the people yep. moving in and out all the time. Uh, people always want to, as soon as they feel like they're funny at all, want to know where the job is. Right. And I think in other scenes, are a little healthier in understanding that it's an outlet where you just want to uh, keep going through the paces for years and years and years to get sharper and sharper. And Vegas, I don't know if it's the case with your uh, scenes as well. For Vegas, when we're teaching classes, especially if we're trying to establish uh, you know, level one, level two, level three, kind of that kind of thing, uh, almost impossible to retain enough students from level one to level four to have even a full class. Even when Second City was here, it was very tough to keep the interest up and keep people coming. And and some people, it was it would blow their minds uh, because these guys are all coming out from the Chicago scene where there are you know year long waiting lists for some of these classes, and people are paying the money, paying full tuition, and never showing up for a class. Wow, like, that is crazy. That was that was not uncommon in 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 Vegas. Almost every class I took, somebody just didn't show. They paid. And they just never came, or maybe came to one class, and it just blew their minds. It's just like what the what, the the, the commitment level. Right. They didn't understand the kind of yeah. the commitment that has to go into it, and 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 the the necessity of being right there on time as this as the class starts to get yourself acclimated and ready because those warm up t- exercises. When I started teaching in Vegas, I had uh, I had like a speech that basically uh, encouraged people to start showing up on time to class. I'll bet I had to like have like a, a chat. And I was also I, I experienced what you're talking about, which is in New York, my classes were sold out, and I was weeks and, and months in advance mm-hmm. sometimes. And uh, I was used to everyone being very much a full class waiting when I came in, and uh, and Vegas was like, I had to be like, <laughs> it was it was uh, just so you know, I have too much stuff to get into my classes. Like I have more than enough 
mm-hmm. exercises mm-hmm. and stuff to do for the time that you've signed up for. So the more we do, the more I, we can keep doing. So if everyone comes on time, we'll actually get through more stuff than if if we keep lagging behind. Yeah. <laughs> but that worked. It was good because uh, I didn't want to warn people because I didn't want to get upset about it. Right. So I wanted to encourage them and it, and it worked. So people started coming to my classes on yeah. time. Yeah. I just start. You just start. It, it, oh, sit down. Do you not know what we're doing? There's a reason for that. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Yeah. I mean, you have to, you have to let them wait until the exercise is done or start mm-hmm, a new one. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How often do you teach? Uh, right. I haven't taught for the last few months. I have, uh, I taught for, uh, a few years, three, four years, and then I haven't taught for the last m- few months, and now I'm starting again. Again. Like, what is the Houston scene like right now? Well, um, uh, it's okay. I think I think we're somewhere in between, like what you two are experiencing. Uh, I think I think our people show up to classes and they pay. Uh, for the most part, everyone in Houston has a job. There's plenty of money, person can say, but people are hobbyists. Like they work in oil and gas, and then they they come out. Uh, to you know, have an outlet or like be better at their job or whatever. Right. Propane and propane accessories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, that's funny because we had like a, we had like a, a controversy, which I will not go into at all. But uh, uh, <laughs> uh, someone said something that. somewhere else, and it, 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 they went to a festival and ran their mouth off in a way that crazed an internet witch hunt for them. Oh, and, uh, and 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 but it came down on us, and so like everyone was trying to like hammer the improv organization that we were working for at the time here in Vegas. And uh, and we were like, <laughs> you don't even know what you're trying to shut down. Yeah. Like, what we have is closer to a book club than a theater. Yeah, 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 like, you yeah. don't yeah. whatever you're trying to shut down. Like, we have no official way to stop or start anything. Like, no. we yeah. are a loose collective at best. They took mm. our banner, so we don't have a theater anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they they could take that down. Um, so, how many people do you think are trying to do improv? There's actually in a good scene right now. Oh, good. Um, That's great. It's, it, there's plenty of people. I think our biggest issue uh, that I see, at least, is um, audiences are full of other improvisers, which I think is. You know, see, that's that's a thing that I always stress to our uh, scene here is yeah. that, that you know we it's a very small scene, but we are very fortunate that even though we have small crowds it's often the case that those people in the audience are not improvisers. Mm-hmm. That's and, true. And as it, you don't get that in many scenes. So no. when you don't have an educated audience, you can't, I mean, no one cares if you're doing Harold. No one cares what the format is. No one that cares. is so absolutely you, so true. So you got to change your game a little bit depending on what your demographic is. We have a great room in Houston uh, called Beta, and, and he's just renting out the space. You come to him, I want to do a show. Okay, great. Uh, 50% of the door or something like that. And, and so it's 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 a loosely the the hub. It's really cool because a lot of experimental stuff is going on there because people are now they're not going through um, anyone telling them yes your show is good enough or no it's not or whatever. You you have full ownership of whatever you do and the theater will provide the space and it's BYOB and pay what you can. So. And now how are you just kind of um, the default elder statesman of this or do you have an official role in this uh i don't uh i'm going to be teaching i'm helping out with teaching and i'm helping out with like curriculum development just because i've done that before but i'm i've been writing sketch for about a year and um so i'm kind of a baby at that and i've been trying to put on live shows as often as we can like uh, me and my writing partner antoine colbreth um about once a month and then recently we started um, developing a web series, so seven seven episodes and then twenty three minutes of content that we'll release in weekly segments. 
And have you shot any of that yet? I haven't. Sh- we know we're just okay. we're just finishing up like the first two scripts and going through all of. I was that. ready to plug the shit out of it, but it is not I ready. Know, it's, it's not shot yet, but um, yeah. So in exchange for kind of uh, the the guy that runs Beta, the room, he, I, he, I'm exchanging um, teaching and helping okay. with that theater for him shooting, directing, editing, producing all of that. How so. far is Houston from Austin? Three hours. Three hours. Mm-hmm. And so do you get a lot of people who, once they kind of get their bearings with yes. improv, jump ship? Absolutely, yeah. Because Austin is thriving. Mm-hmm. They have five improv theaters, mm-hmm. like the actual theater spaces that are just for improv, five. Well, mm-hmm. it's always had something of a uh, yeah. thriving comedy scene. Right. And so, you know, improv's a great gateway. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And just like here, I think like one, we've had a lot of people just go to L.A., once they kind of feel like they got their stuff yeah. going on, they just go to I think Los that's Angeles. probably a, a problem in any small community. Is yeah. People get good and then they're gone. Yep. Yeah. So We've had that more You look than a real silly times. for sticking around. A lot of mm-hmm. people in Minneapolis will run to Chicago. A lot of people in Portland will go to Seattle. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, Seattle? Uh, yeah. And then also then, then, then by default, L.A. Mm-hmm. After a while. But they tend to go that, that route. At least... I'm talking from people I met 10 years ago. So um, I just realized like, I don't, I don't travel nearly and teach as much as nearly as much as I used to. So like everything I'm giving is like really old information. How often are you teaching? Are you teaching now? Yeah, I teach weekly. Cool. Um, I teach weekly now. I just started doing it again. I tried to find uh, the price point. Because like, you talked about everyone in Houston has jobs. That's not the case here in Las Vegas. No. <laughs> I would say it's a really terrible thing to talk about. And I think it's so unfortunate. But I would say that the Las Vegas comedy scene is the poorest I have ever been in. Well, but <laughs> don't you have lots of opportunities then for internships and people that are good? We're not that organized. There's just not enough of an outlet for that for mm-hmm. people to find an internship to be beneficial. Because that, that happens a lot in Austin. There's a lot of people. There's yeah. less money. Oh, almost all of New York... Uh, uh, all of New York's improv theaters are fueled by intern labor, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's how they keep. That's how you can charge five. That's bucks how you can make it happen? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And pay that's rent. Just it. And, and, yeah. yeah. You guys just have to do that here. Yeah, we just don't. Well, we, the thing is that uh, there's there's no dangling carrot. Like right. uh, I get something for interning. What do I get? And then like, what does it pay off of? Yeah, yeah it, it just it, doesn't really. We yeah. do have a few very dedicated uh, people within the crew within the community that show up to almost every event. Uh, take pictures, help us with blog posts. Yeah, but those people are like five months away from being like, I hate it. (laughs) Exactly. I've been working for months for free. (laughs) Yeah. I hate it. Yeah. And I hate you too. Yeah. (laughs) And you guys are cult leaders. Everything's five months away. You're so close. Yeah. Uh, Oh, yeah. No, every, uh, I think like every two years, the, uh, the, uh, Turnover. UCB is a cult or the pit is a cult article comes out somewhere on, online um, that improv theaters are cults. If they are cults, they're the worst run cults ever. Right. They're the yeah. worst run. And, and um, our central icon is dead. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Which makes us a religion. Super culty. Cult. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Cult, the guy you worship's alive. Religion, the guy you worship is dead. That's the way it works. That's the difference. That's really? the big defining point. That's what a skeptic would say. That's not what a, an educated person would say. Uh, not a respectful person, I should say, would say. Because there are educated skeptics who would say that's true. It is true. <laughs> kind of true. Um, so, but you're out of there. Yeah. You're going to jump ship. I'm moving, yeah. And, and you've chosen New York City as your chosen. next destination. Mm-hmm. So are, is part of your, you know, relaxing with the teaching and focusing on the sketch about mm-hmm. prepping for this move? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, there's, there's a number of skills that I'd like to be able to say I, I at least am f- vaguely familiar with that. So why, uh, I mean, uh, I'm asking this when I, when I agree with your decision, but uh, why not go to Austin or why not go to a, a city where you're more familiar with people where improv is thriving or comedy is thriving? Why do you want to make the leap to New York? 
Um, I don't have a big reason why not to go to Austin. I just have always wanted to go to New York, and I want to study at UCB specifically. So that's, there you go. That's where I. I, I it would be great to spend some time in Austin. Yeah. And live there, but I, I would. It would be a, just a few more years before I think I went on to New York, or LA. Right. So, okay. So you want to just, so just jump it, cut get, out the middleman, do it. But do Austin it. is delightful, and it would be yeah. it would be wonderful to spend a few years there. I wouldn't be opposed to that. What is your? Uh, talk to me about your New York plan. What do you got going on? <laughs> um, I have enough money to take classes, and that's it. And uh, <laughs> and uh, I'm gonna. My my plan is to sublet. And then spend like full time finding an apartment. Paul, this is a big get for us. You want to know why? Mm. Amy's going to be like a Daily Show correspondent in like two years. <laughs> That's awesome. And then we'll. Oh wait, when are you moving to New York? January. 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 So two years from January. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it. I believe it. You got the gumption. I I did the same kind of thing. Went to L.A. for yeah. tra- training because I was so desperate. Yeah. Because there was nothing going on here in town. Yeah. And I went and took classes with the Groundlings, and uh, eventually moved out there to take classes. And then ran with a tail between my legs back home how after did, four I, months. I, I want to know how the groundlings went because I, I know all I know is that it's incredibly competitive. I enjoyed it thoroughly. I mean, I, I like the fact that you have to audition for the spot and everything. The first uh, the first class that I took, the guy I believe his name was John uh, was the t- the instructor, and he ended up getting a job with uh, Conan O'Brien halfway through our class. So the class was canceled after four weeks. They didn't get a sub. They did not get a sub. Whoa! That's yeah. strange. So that's very strange. But I still was able to, you know. The, but they were like, "We're going to give you another spot." They so just move up exactly. So then I, so then like a, then I was that was that was what kind of convinced me like I need to just move out there to get to really be serious about doing this because I was traveling between here and there on the weekends. How far is that? Well, this was this I was flying. This is when you could fly for sixty bucks to Burbank. Oh, I had a good paying job. I could spend sixty bucks, get a uh, for round trip, sixty bucks. Oh, oh wow. wow! Yeah, flying to Burbank, get picked up by my friend, no mm-hmm. cab fare, place to stay. He took classes with me, take the classes that next night or that morning, and then fly back the next day or later that day. That day, whatever you know, very quick trips. Uh, but I did that for you know, I had an eight week flight plan planned out, bought them in advance to get the right deals, and then the last three weeks I ended up just being kind of hanging out with my buddy. On a couple of weekends going Cause down there, the flights because we had no more classes to take. Yeah. Already had the flights, yeah. So, uh, but uh, just trying to get acclimated and have some fun. But yeah, it was a whole different thing. You know, this was pre nine eleven stuff, and so it was great. Uh, no hassle. You know, you could actually go to the airport and get to the other place within an hour, if that. And um, yeah, but then the second class went really well, passed level one. But then I hated Los Angeles so much that I ran scurrying back to Vegas. Mm-hmm. And in the interim, Second City opened up. I, when I came back to Vegas two months later, Second City was opening up the training center. And I was like, okay, great. I can get actual legitimate training here in the town that I can live in. Yeah. And yeah. that's how it went. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if I had not had those classes at Groundlings, I would not have had the leg up that I got. Because it is a different style, a different approach. They've got the very character-driven, take-care-of-yourself kind of thing. Yeah. And Second City is completely group mind you know mm-hmm. the, the 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 wholesome fruity warm ethics of yes group yes. minded stuff which which actually fall apart at a certain point sure but but there is there is that yeah different ethos behind it mm-hmm. but you have to have a little bit of both to actually really excel. i agree with that that you need to mm-hmm. part of you need to want to be selfishly want to be awesome and want to be like a great entertainer mm-hmm. and then also have like the ethics to take care of your scene partner 
make everyone look good and not make it me versus you right. on stage. Mm-hmm. That's true. I agree with that. Amy, how selfish of a performer are you on stage? Um, I'm not very. I tend to I tend to back off a lot. And okay, that, and that's like actually something I've been working on. Don't do that at UCB. Uh, wah, don't know, do that know. at UCB. Yeah. Don't drop all, that game. Don't pay all that money. Drop to go that there game. Be polite to your 15 other students. That play are that trying game. To, trying to strut their stuff. Don't yeah, do yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, I I'm I can get out there when I need to or when it when it calls for it. But um, if if the two of us are up and it seems like you you've got something on your head, I'll support it. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. And now what? Uh, so New York over LA or over Chicago? Yeah. Uh, Chicago. It's because you also want the city experience. Yeah, that's exactly why. Chicago's too cold. I yes. Think. Um, For everyone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's humans living there. It's weird. <laughs> and they're alive. Yeah. That's the only knock anyone ever has in Chicago is the wintertime weather. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Chicago's delightful, too. I just, uh, I, I've always wanted to do New York. What other, what other New York-y things are you looking forward to? Um, not driving, not owning a car. That is a, a blast. Um, That's more of a blast than people think it is. Mm-hmm. Like when you're constantly just walking out and you're already kind of where you're going or not going like the feeling that you have of just constantly walking around mm-hmm. while mm-hmm. the city is just available to and there's you. transit and you yeah, can actually constant transit go places without yeah. spending a fortune and not having to look for parking which is not a problem we have here but no but still it doesn't feel like you can do as much here when you have to drive and park and get and do stuff like you just you fit things in for like hours like you're like I'm done at five. I don't have to think till eight. Where are you? Okay, then let's meet at blank, and you just all get on transit. You just go there, see each other for an hour, and then right. Go if you've got a if you've got ways. a two hour block to kill, you can do two, maybe even three cool things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here you've got you could do maybe one thing in a two hour block. You have to get there, you have to park, and it's a lot of hassle. Yeah. When we uh, went out to New York, we just you just left the house for the day always. You mm-hmm. never thought you were coming home in between, or never thought you were coming home and not doing something at night. You just wow. left. And expect to come home late, and then just woke up in the morning and left again. That's why no one cares about the size of their apartments. Right. Really, yeah, they're, they're never in there. Yeah, they're, they're never out, in out doing stuff. That's cool. Yeah, I'm excited about being out and about. And it sounds cheesy, but uh, maybe the um, the ambition of others. Like I, I would, I'm real excited about people hanging out with people who are like ten times more ambitious than I am. Yeah, it's a little bit more difficult to find in other cities. Yeah, that's an admirable thing to shoot for, to put yourself into an environment where you're going to be pushed yourself because of the ambition of others. Mm. I do not have I that. I, <laughs> no, I remember when I moved here, I talked about New York being a kind of godless city. Yeah. And everyone, it was my improv class, I said this to, and my students all laughed like, well, this is Vegas. And I was like, no, no, no. I mean, you guys may like do the Sin City thing, but you're very conscious of... Like I'm telling you, like I was in the New York comedy scene for 10 years, and I can't tell you whether the people I performed with were religious or not. I can't tell you whether they did or didn't believe in God. It never comes up. Like, you simply don't talk about it. Mm-hmm. And even before my wife and I got married, we moved here. People were like, oh, did you talk about what kind of ceremony you have? Or do you know you know how your wife feels? And I was like, you know what? Honestly, we don't. <laughs> like, we honestly probably never talked about spirituality at all. Mm-hmm. Like, you just don't in New York. Like, that's what I mean by godless. Like, it just... It's, it's understood that everyone moves there to kind of do shit with their life. And it's very much about your right. presence. And it's very much about your ambition. And it's very much about, like... Uh, enjoying and indulging the city itself. The city has this personality that you must take a part of. There's like a constant like whisper in your ear, like, why the fuck aren't you doing the most interesting thing in the world? Yeah. Uh, and in like, Texas, there's a lot of like, oh, you're moving to New York. You're going to go go to Big Apple, achieve your dreams. But in New York... What accent are you <laughs> doing yeah, yeah, yeah. there? That's, uh, that's everyone in Texas. <laughs> I was gonna say, that was that amazing. Is, that is the strangest Texas impersonation of a Texan 
<laughs> a Texan impersonation of a Texan I've ever heard in my life. All right. So all Texans are like, oh, there you go. No. No, no. <laughs> but I will say, because of doing the improv thing in, in, in Austin and Houston, those are the first two times I'd ever really taught in uh, mm-hmm. Texas, mm-hmm. that there is no accent there. Yeah. I was very surprised. Or not like a thick one. Like you expect yeah. everyone to talk like George W. Bush. Yeah. Amarillo has Amarillo has the accent. Yeah. yeah, Amarillo, Oklahoma, West. Arkansas. I just have to repeat everything he's saying because he's not mic. Out, out, out east. Too. Okay, it gets a little thicker. But your accent, what was the one you were doing there? Oh boy, everybody's <laughs> going to the city. <laughs> Every Texas listener was like, "What? Why? Why did she do that?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm famous for accents. <laughs> uh, but yeah, in New York, you meet people who are like, "Oh, you came here to achieve." what you, your dreams with yes. the things you want to and it's not cheesy it's not hokey people are like oh yeah I did the same thing and even the culture of struggling to do it is there too like in LA you don't talk about your day jobs if you want to be an actor there's a thing where you don't talk about what you do for work unless they bring it up it's like this this weird culture of like mm-hmm. if you're an actor you say you're an actor you know so like all every acting coach every agent will tell you like just talk like you're already successful just that's talk exactly, like I was gonna say that's exactly you, 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 you behave as as if you are already where you want to be. Yeah, and there's there is you know it's kind New of Yorkers a mind do game. not do that. It's kind of a mind. New Yorkers game. Are like, oh really? New Yorkers no. are on the hustle and they don't worry about it. Yeah, they're like fuck it. We all know what life sucks. We all know it's impossible to pay rent. We all have to do a thousand fucking things. So yeah, I'm I'm booked this fucking commercial and I'm a caterer this weekend and I'm I working in the office. The temp. hell out of that. Yeah, I appreciate that far more than the wishful thinking. Of, yeah, no, yeah. it's just a because I mean because I believe it can be dangerously delusional if you're not careful with it. It is oddly delusional. My my mother in law was a casting director for 25 years at General Hospital, and she talks about the amount of polite conversation she had to try to figure out where this actor was at professionally to figure out like w- w- oh. how to tell them. Like, I don't want to tell you that you need to get off of work to do this job because I don't want to assume that you have a day job. Yeah. But it seems like you have a day job, and I can't just ask you, what do you do for work? Because they'll just say actor. Yeah. And so you have to go like, right, and then if you ever have to make extra money, do you also, and like let them finish the sentence and something like that. And so she found like polite ways to like garner like, can I get, can I hire this person on the spot tomorrow? Or do I need to like hire them three or four days in advance? And she has to figure that out without asking them about without it. Without trampling on their imagined <laughs> reality. What? What? Side note, by the way, my, my, my mother-in-law, who just retired from being a casting director at General Hospital, has worked more than I have my entire life as an actor in the time that she is off. She's basically, she, she knows everyone in the industry and decided, like, I'm about to start doing extra work for fun. She's been on, like, seven television shows since, since she's retired less than a year ago. And she just got hired. Cause she used to be a dancer. My, my mother-in-law is fascinating. Because um, she used to be, she lied about her age and was, like, dancer with the Copacabana when she was, like, a teenager. And then became a, a dancer for Fosse. She was a Fosse dance captain, toured with Pippin, and did two Broadway shows and stuff like that. Badass. And so wow. she got hired to be a dancer in a rap, uh, a, a rap video commercial, a commercial that's going to go online. What commercial? They brought her in. It's for some. I, I can't talk about it yet because it's not out yet or whatever. But but there's a there's a you know a, a, car, a car commercial is going to come out online mm-hmm. and it's going to have people rapping and then it's going to have you know a sixties. Oh, I shouldn't say old. Oh, she's sixty something years old. Um, <laughs> Dancing her fucking ass off because that's the thing about it. And what's so funny is that like I laugh because like my my dad is uh, got two fake knees from the seventies. Like he's a sedentary man, so I'm not used <laughs> to this active thing. So she's talking about these dance steps with my wife, who's also a, a dance captain, the Jersey Boy. So they speak this performer language. So we're at the Paris Casino, uh, get, getting getting lunch, and then on the casino floor, 
she's going over her dance steps with my wife like on the floor and so like she gets this attention because she's this like you know nice looking older lady and then she just moves she was just fucking giving it and doing every rap dance number she's like and the audition was harder she's going through every step turning heads just turning heads left and right and i was laughing my ass off. it was amazing (laughs) that's awesome that's but awesome. uh, anyways, that's a side note. But yeah, so you can't in LA. You you just say that you are what you want to be, and in right. New York, people don't have that kind of time. They don't do it. That's great. Well, but, New York is expensive, and people make no bones about it. Yes, exactly. They and ask so, each other how much they right. pay in rent. That's not right. A so there's not ability thing. to posture that kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah. So you're all just doing it. And if you do make it big, you're like, I live in Manhattan. Right. Do you want to ask me about it? <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you how much I'll square you, footage yeah. I have. <laughs> And but the amount of money, I mean, because that's the thing is like you know, doing it as as a getting out of New York as I and then end up getting married and having a kid. Like the idea of being in New York with a kid is a nightmare to me. Oh my god, yeah, we have close friends that did that, and we were like, "Did you come on the subway with that child?" <laughs> yeah, exactly, and then and they were like, "Yeah." You want them to go to a good school? Like, where do you move? And then if you want private schools, like you you could make two hundred and fifty thousand a year. And not necessarily be pulling all the punches you want to pull. Not be comfortable in life. Yeah, yeah. not be comfortable. Which th- that's the, that's the kind of the thing that LA had the same vibe to me. I was like, I will struggle my whole existence here, and I am not that much of a fighter. It's expensive, yeah. but I grew up. I grew up, in, I grew up in northern New Jersey, just in the shadow of New York City. Uh, and so um, <laughs> that shadow, the was shadow, deep, deep and dark. That shadow cast. Was, was he lives in the shadow of New York? I'll City. get you, Big Apple. Far from the light. He lived in a state with no real city in it. If you dare, Donnelly, where everyone refers to the city, the they mean Philadelphia or New York. <laughs> they do not mean their own. They never mean their own. They never mean um, their own. But uh, so n- North Jersey is basically a suburb of of n- New York City, and so L.A. is very similar to. Uh, northern New Jersey that way and cost and stuff like that so, so it's not that crazy but what are you to gonna me. do with a kid here uh, sell them people, people have kids here put them on the street sure uh, Make some Vegas is of- crazy to have a kid here only because it's like a landmine of, of education so like you go one place and it's the best education in the world then you move like three blocks over and you're in the worst oh the worst really schools. just the public the public, yeah, school. The, the, the public school system out here is jacked it's crazy but it also is well um, examined so like they're ranked they, they literally have okay. like a scale of one to ten mm-hmm. and you move into a district and you know your school's number per neighborhood pretty pretty easily. Yeah. I mean, if you make the effort, you can find some decent school yeah. for your child here. And there's, there's a lot of great private schools Absolutely. as well. But mm-hmm. those are fucking expensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would just sell it. You sell the kid. Yeah. 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 Uh, he's going to he's going to we're just going to put him in tap shoes. Just get yeah. him started early. <laughs> are you going to do uh, the beauty contest thing with him? Yeah, absolutely. Good, With good, those good. eyelashes? Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Right. Anyone on Instagram already already just thinks he's so beautiful. He is really beautiful. He's Mr. Nevada. He's Mr. Nevada. Mm-hmm. That's my nickname for him. Mr. Nevada. Is it really? No, but it is now. It is yeah, now. It is, it is yeah. now. Mr. Nevada. So cute. <laughs> Dude. Yeah, we were noticing a lot of people bringing their babies to Vegas, and yes. we were like, we're staying at the Venetian. It's gone up. Why? It's gone up in the last, I mean, I've been here 14 years now, 15 years. It's. I don't know why. I can't imagine a hotter I don't know hell. why. Well, this is the crazy thing. See, like the reason I'm in Vegas is because of that weird transitional time where they thought they were going to try and make it real fr- family friendly. And Star Trek: The Experience. Family friendly. Family friendly. Everybody want to have family here. Sure. The reason Star Trek: The Experience and a few other places like that opened was because there was this time where everybody was like, they were thinking, we're going to make it. 
Disney World. Yeah. Right? And since that time. Disney World where mom mom's on the tipsy cups. Yep. Mm-hmm. All the time. All the time tipsy cup ride. from Texas. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and so I think that just kind of got into people's heads of like, oh, we could take the kids to Vegas. Yeah. There's stuff for the kids to do. And there is. There is. And, but. But not like you'd think, and certainly not out on the strip in the heat. Paul, what are you talking about? We're in a major American city. We have two museums. Yeah, you're right. Two. I've been to both. (laughs) I've been to both. No, we have like three. The Mom Museum, Children's Museum. Oh no, 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 no. You know, we got way more than you think. Okay. We got the Natural History Museum. We got the Radiation Museum. The Atomic Testing Museum. Oh, that's right. Mm -hmm. And I know the sign thing, the sign boneyard, which technically is a museum. We got the Pinball Museum. The Pinball is not a museum. That was a Hall of Fame. uh, Yeah, museum and Hall of Fame. (laughs) But there's zero information. You can go there and and, and you can ask the guy. No, it's not zero information. There are placard cards on the games. There are small placard cards on the games that have some information. This and is the worst argument on the planet. There are QR codes where you can look up even more information on each of the games. The QR code thing, right, for the 10 people who still have that on their phone can who learn more QR information codes? about the Pinball Hall of Fame. It's called the Hall of Fame. I'm it's just saying, product here's of the thing. Time. Pinball Hall of Fame is, 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 my, is a must-go. I, I bring it's every amazing, person to it amazing who place. If you guys haven't been, that is a style. If you but, like pinball in the least, but if you're, place. But if we're going to sit here and try to say that Las Vegas has more museums than I think, and you're going to point to that as a place that people will go to have a museum experience, I think you're out of line. Uh, there's not a guided headphone tour. So, yeah. That, and that's it. All right. And that's my bar. And that is my bar. <laughs> Uh, have you been to uh, Vegas a lot, Amy? I've never been. This, this is, is your my first, first time. time. Mm-hmm. Oh, you got tons of cool stuff to see. Yeah. Our museums. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, but you know what? You know what? What else? What, we got the Neon Museum. Yeah, the Neon I do, Bone I do want to go. Seeing. I do want to go to that. If you want to go to That's that, great. you got to get it the, the, in advance. So get oh. on that yesterday. To, like ticks for tonight. Is that true? No. What? Yes, you have to. You, it's it's very small guided tours yes, of approximately is. 15 or 20 people, and you have to book it in advance pretty early. Well, that meets the Donnelly standard. It's guided. That's true. It is. It is guided. That's true. It is a, it's a quality place. It was a fun little experience. And yeah. they're always adding new stuff in there. They do a good job. The tour guides are very funny. It's not like a... They're, they they they're animated. They they, they they cast personalities. It's good. Yep, they got good jokes for all the signs. Uh, Zappos tour is a really fun one. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can tour their actual business, but they run a really weird business, so it's a really fun tour. You can actually tour why this whole area is being built. You can do the downtown project tour right across the street if you want. Those you are can, good things. To you can do. go hiking out at Red Rock. What's on your list to do? Uh, what's on our list? Survive. Drank, 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 cool. drank, drank, drank. Um, yeah, right, we, we drank, was just going to hang out a phone, drank. Yeah. 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 No, um, I have a conference to go to, so I've like, I yeah. should do that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> job. What are, what are the, uh, what are the, what are the big headliners that you're going to check out? No, can't talk about it. Okay, good. Uh, I'll change the subject awkwardly. <laughs> Boy. Oh well, boy! Uh, I'm gonna go sense. to all the ones that pertain to my job and how I can help my uh, Great. school. Great, of course, <laughs> of course, that's right, of course, that's yep. why you do that. Oh uh, yeah, we haven't hit up any of the pools. And do you uh, have a plan for the pool? We're staying at the Venetian, and that pool is pimp. All right, it Good is. Pool. Uh, if you head just down to the corner at Flamingo, Dre's new open air top of the roof at the Cromwell. Uh, Nice pool there. It's pretty neat. It's right on that the is busiest nice intersection in yeah. the world. Yeah. Flamingo intersection. Mm-hmm. And you're on the roof and it's pretty neat. Uh, I don't crazy know. loud DJ stuff going on all there all the time. And I didn't even know about that. I, did it's you brand new. It's just opened this summer. It's a month old. Hoover Dam. Hoover Dam's a good one. Mm-hmm. Did, you, did you have interest in that? I do. I do. 
It's on the it's list. Okay. I, I, that goes, that's down on my list. Ooh. What, did you do the Boulder City thing? No. Because the city right outside of, of Hoover Dam, where I've they been, refer to it as Boulder Dam, because they're Boulder still city, stuck yeah. up about that thing. Right. <laughs> um, but it's like a little, it's like a time machine. So we love it there. I always take people to Boulder City. Yeah, Boulder City is very interesting. Uh, it is uh, just outside of Vegas, tiny, like, like Mayberry, Mayberry style town. Yeah. And gambling, there's no gambling. Like you would, you get, you would get hired as a reporter there in two seconds. Yeah. Ooh, in a minute. That's, how, in a minute. Yeah. that's how quaint and tiny. Well, this maybe, little... yeah. I can, I can, I've, <laughs> but don't, I've, don't, don't that's go That's my niche. Don't no, go to I'm Boulder really City. good. Don't I'm really go to good at Wait, that. Wait, how, how long are you here? Uh, Till Friday. Yeah, no, don't, don't go, go to Boulder City. City. <laughs> there's way more stuff. If you're here for more than a week, then that. Maybe. If you're here for a month, you get to Boulder City. No. Come on. What are you going to see? Honestly, yeah. you do wine flights of miles with my wife. That's what you do. <laughs> and that's what's worth going to. It's also like going to Chippendales. You should only go with my wife. Okay. Why? Because she's insane. Because she gets hammered and she knows all their choreography. And she oh, knows and yeah. she learns their names. And she dances with them. Yeah. I'd like um, to hang out this week. I was w- w- yeah. waiting to see you before recommendations. Yeah. Kick it. Ian Ziering is now a chip in Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. New Jersey native. That's so sweet. Is that right? Yeah. The we claim him as our star shark nando is New Jersey's own, my friend. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome, America. <laughs> oh, I did a bit. Uh, you know, Las Vegas, the game hires me to do weird things. Yes. So we, I was part of uh, this uh, conference of concierge, 150 concierge people, and they pitch. Did, did I just kick something? Is something going on? Uh, uh, and so they had six speakers lined up, and so Ian Ziering was there pimping uh, Chippendales to concierge people. And then I was the fifth speaker. They had me go up there, and they had me um, pimp uh, a fake VIP treatment company. So we, I was I was the CEO of a family-run business called VIP All the Way. All the had, way, yeah. Where we had all kinds of limos, and and they had me go through. A full PowerPoint presentation for concierge people, not let them know that it was a gag. Oh, and uh, I and said like, hey, like, can you do it? And I was like, yeah, I can do it. And they're like, it's at five o'clock. I was like, oh, I need to get a sitter. And they're like, well, don't get a sitter, just bring the kid. <laughs> so I brought to make my, it really I, a yeah. family business. <laughs> yeah, so I'm saying it's a family <laughs> business. Pass this down I got mouths to feed, and then the kids like grabbing the microphone while I'm <laughs> talking on it. <laughs> And and I just went through it like uh, basically blind. Like I just kept clicking forward on the PowerPoint and narrating what I was seeing on the screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're just, you're just whole, playing slideshow. I did. Yeah, I played slideshow with my kid in front of a bunch of concierge people. And uh, <laughs> it was sounds like, awful. It was a blast. Yeah. It was so awkward. Uh, and the audience did not know what to make fun of it. And then, but the, the thing I liked about it is last time I had me do it, I left with no reveal. I just went in. And that one was a weirder. I, I went in blind with no PowerPoint, and I just basically uh, tried to talk them to a pyramid marketing scheme that was and then the, left. The, and, and I left. And no, never. So the payoff it. of that never came. So I just felt anxious for the rest of the day. Yeah. Uh, this one, they did the presentation right after us, and then revealed that we were part of the Vegas the game, and we got like a big, big response or whatever. Oh, so good. it was really funny. Good, good, good. Uh, but Ian Ziering was there, and I wanted to be like Jersey. Let's do this. Yeah. Um, I have nothing to talk to him about. <laughs> Um, so then, uh, after this conference, you go home. What's next on your plate? What's the next big show? I go to Houston Friday, and then I've got to f- I've got to drive to Austin for a show on Saturday. New Movement's got. Um, so uh, you're still 
roll with a new movement crew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They Chris, don't have official bearings in Houston anymore, but you. No, 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 no. But everyone, um, everyone is there and really cool. And we've been actually me and Lisa and Rogue, which is a few people in Houston, did um, the first Megaphone marathons, which is like a marathon of shows that they yeah. do for a whole weekend in both cities. And uh, we did the first one, so I think there's a little bit of like, well, yeah, let her in. <laughs> because You're every like honorary. year, yeah, every year I pitch like a new show too. Like I, uh-huh. I hadn't been writing sketch last year so i didn't pitch sketch last okay. year i did improv and then the year before i, I think I, I did the duo with lisa and so i think they keep her like just yeah, yeah just let her in she's, she's still there she's been here for a <laughs> will you become something of a brand ambassador for them in new york at this point would you uh start some kind of new movement activity out in new york i don't know that they would want that i don't know i don't know what their desire is for that but if they did hell yeah let's go let's uh let's go head to head with the pit and ucb that'll be like a fantastic go for it plan it, you know what people are always looking for alternatives and yeah. there's never there's oh if, if it can happen anyway new york actually is, it's actually easier than, than right. probably a lot of other places right you could, you, it's much more easy to kind of aggregate enthusiasts in New York. Yeah. I, Volume. Um, it's also really easy. Like there's a very, like unlike Vegas, there's a big separation between local and uh, like mainstream tourism mm-hmm. type stuff. So there's a very different websites, very different, uh, you know, magazines, very different stuff. So like it's a very, I, it's a lot easier actually, even though the city's gigantic, it's a lot easier to kind of get stuff going in New York because you can, you can find audiences and stuff like that. Yeah. So. There's a few people out uh, in Austin that I know from the new movement that are living yeah. in New York now. So I'll, that's uh, cool. Yeah, I'll check in with those guys. Don't do. Th- you're not going there to start a theater. You're going there to compete. You're going there to get in the UCB, fucking yeah. cut your teeth, yeah, and throw your weight around. What do the UCB guys do? They started their own theater. Paul, her ambition is to as to she if she wants to start her own theater, she could do it right now. Yeah, but I've been a part of every failed theater. I've, right. I have Let's a lot now, of experience you know? okay. killing. Her theaters. ambition is to is to start working in film and television. Okay, then different thing then. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Don't listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> Every improv theater owner you know is a very happy person, content with their life. The best. <laughs> <laughs> it's a thankless, weird yes. position. <laughs> it's awful. I oh, mean, it's, I'm in charge of fixing the toilets? Uh, That's the way it goes. And teaching really classes. Right. And teaching I haven't, classes. I haven't gotten money. into that, yeah. thankfully. Yeah. And no. yeah, yeah, no, but, out taxes. But, I, but, but a bunch of that stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it's awful. Yeah. It's awful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't you want to do that in New York? No. no. <laughs> Isn't it so much more fun to perform when you didn't set up everything? Oh, man. I well, long for those what's days. What's that like? I really, it's been it's been seven years. What since if you I've just showed show. up and there was Seven years chairs. since I've showed up to a show without doing preparatory work for it. Right. Either. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> That sounds delightful. You didn't even run the theater yet. Look at you. You're falling apart right now. I am. I am. I am. Just read the Kool-Aid flavors. You'll pick yourself. Oh, pick yourself right Berry back. Finn, guys. Sharkleberry <laughs> Finn is back. Purple, Purple Source. Rex. Uh, we're running out of time. Should we get in a Jock versus Nerd before we go? Get in a what? We end, uh, we, uh, every show we try to get in Jock versus Nerd. Paul asked me something about the nerd world. I asked him something about the Jock world and we never know what the other person is talking about. Yeah. You have one? Ladies and gentlemen, it is time! Time for Jack versus Mike! <laughs> <laughs>
That was Amy's first time hearing. I love that Jacob picked the, picked the extended version. Yeah. That's, that is the bad, With the bad explosion. Ass. Yeah. Explosion. Amy is done. Amy yeah. is done. <laughs> she <laughs> enjoyed that thoroughly. <laughs> we should have started the show with that. Oh, she yeah. she, she Want to be a part of this podcast <laughs> we do? All right, Paul. The baseball all-star game is bum, 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 by the time bum, I think it's tonight. Bum, 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 tonight oh. it's tonight, but by the time people are listening to it, it's already have happened. But I will say to you, do you know who is starting at shortstop in their last all-star game? I think it's Derek Jeter. It is Derek Jeter because I just keep I heard about him retiring. Wow! Yes. I honestly nailed it. Actually nailed it. I was going to make it harder, effect. and then I backpedaled. <laughs> I know I'm really dumbfounded right now. I don't know what to do that you know about a New York. He, they didn't reference him on The Simpsons. It's I don't understand why <laughs> Paul knows. He's out there in the zeitgeist. He's in the zeitgeist. I just, I just been hearing about him. The, Paul, the do you know what a good batting average is? What, what, what someone would consider a good batting average? Above 250. Wow. Well then, uh, Paul will be doing the jock question next week. <laughs> no, you know what? You know what? A lot of this is. I am an avid Greg Proops fan, like okay. massive Greg Proops fan. Yeah, I've been listening. Too. You love his yeah, show, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, smartest man in the world. I've been listening for a good solid three years now. I listen all the time, and that man is a baseball fiend. And right. so, yeah. I have just been through osmosis, taking in a lot of baseball information. So, I was going to bring up that there's a little bit of controversy, not necessarily controversy, but basically, basically. Uh, Yankee haters and snobs and 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 new blooded people, uh, new blooded baseball fans, kind of care less of that and kind of don't think it's right that Derek Jeter is starting in tonight's baseball. They're they like don't even give him a spot. Let some up and comer get a shot. He's, statistically, he's not the best shortstop in the game right now. Is that his usual position? Yes. Yes, and yet is. he has he's just fallen on hard times the last two years. The shortstop is a very athletic position. It's one of the most he's athletic in older. baseball, and he's well, old. He's like forty years old. My God, and uh, that's why he's retiring. This is his last year, and uh, n- most of the time, if you aren't someone like of Derek Jeter's cultural status, yes, you would be done playing baseball. He, right yeah, now. he's he's cruising on his laurels right now. Well, the yes. last time someone really did something like this with the All Star Game and everything else was Cal Ripken. Correct. I mean, it, it was you know, the, the older guy who's getting in kind of one last All Star Game because he built the sport that did we're currently he, watching. Did he not hold up his performance level a little bit better than Jeter? Uh, Cal Ripken, yes. I know he never missed a game. Right. Mr. Perfect Attendance. Yeah, he's perfect Man. attendance. He's a perfect attendance that's guy. The, that's the dumbest thing. And uh, <laughs> I just think that's the silliest. For showing up to work? Just, yeah, it's like, <laughs> I, I never missed. I came in real sick and got the guy sick sometimes. But you know but what? I never missed. And what he did was he, he uh, Cal Ripken... Actually pulled himself out. He stopped his own streak because of what you're saying. That like that, the, the, he's just starting because of the streak, and that if it wasn't for the streak, he probably wouldn't be starting. So let's just stop. He stopped the streak. He stopped it himself. He was and healthy then, and just was like, and let then, someone else play. Okay, good. Yeah, good for him. Derek Jeter. No, Jeter has like a crazy. Uh, <laughs> what do you call it? Right ego. ego? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's tough because we think. But he is... Know. It's probably just because he's a skillionaire. Like, I use his name as the definition for giving a boring answer. So if someone asks you a question and they give you the most like politically correct answer, like we had on... I'll, I'll talk out of school. Let's do it. We had um, uh, a woman as a guest on Sunday School who was going to Mars. I remember you talking about that. And she gave what I call Derek Jeter answers. 
where like we were trying to really get into the skinny of wanting to go and travel to Mars, but she's under consideration. So she has to keep everything cool. So she was keeping everything really. I so thought same she was giving thing with very copacetic answers. He's very happy with the money he gets. He doesn't yeah. want to upset Mr. Steinbrenner. He is Graham Crackers. Else. He is Graham Crackers. Graham for, Crackers. Do you know you know the origin <laughs> of Graham Crackers? Well, you know the someone old figured Graham out crackers. a little bit of sweetening on Graham. No. Here we go from the from 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 our our, our, our former marine. So it's it's graham along the crackers same, were invented to keep, keep people kids, from masturbating. So it's along the same lines of like uh, it was purposely cornflakes. Yes, uh, was that a Kellogg creation as well? I don't know graham crackers. No, it's a I know graham that, creation. Doctor Graham. Well, I know Kellogg was a big don't yeah. masturbate guy too. Yeah. Wait, what what's the correlation between not? They thought there was a they food. thought there was a correlation between appetite and sexual appetite. So, like, a lot of sugary, crazy, exciting foods would create also sexual excitement in kids. And so, graham crackers were invented to be a purposefully bland snack to keep kids' sexual urges at bay. I mean, uh, sexual urges the test for bay. that be like, I'm hungry and horny, and I'm also full and horny? Right. Done. Yeah. Food doesn't matter. I think when it comes <laughs> to trying to stop sex in teens, I think people just throw anything at the wall. Science will do just anything try they it. can, yeah. Just try mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Um, Soccer will fix it. So yeah, so to me, Derek Jeter is like graham crackers for sports quotes. Like he just is oh, like there bland, to just. Bland, bland. So he might be arrogant. He might not be. He gives the perfect answers. If LeBron James had talked like Derek Jeter, he would not be in any of the trouble that he'd ever gotten in. Okay. If he just always said it, because what Derek Jeter would have said the whole time is like, "I just want to play a game. I'm just focused on this." But I is just, he really in trouble? Is LeBron in any kind of trouble? Really? Not anymore. Was he ever in any real kind of trouble or danger? Not. Uh, in terms of like being liked and caring about being liked, eh? But see, the thing I always get from him, the thing that I see around his whole scene is that the people who like him yeah. are going to like him regardless because of that attitude. Like a lot of people really like the "fuck you" attitude. I, I get that. But that's the feeling. I, whenever I see people wearing his jersey, yes, I know to steer clear of that individual. Like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's your that's your that's your goalpost. That's your, that's your right. With, with, especially with just, just with LeBron with James on the back. James on the back. It, it, then I go. Okay, I know where you're coming from. I get it. You're a fucking mercenary. <laughs> you don't give a damn. <laughs> but the other side of it this too is, much is more fascinating than what I was talking about. With Derek Jeter. Keep going. The other side of it too is I feel uh, even those who dislike him, you especially, have to respect the man's ability and talent. Uh, definitely. You know, he's definitely. got he's got real chops. I think it's, I think he, a fascinating thing about LeBron is that he did not get the MVP this year, and so the default of that, the results of him not getting the award for MVP, is now every reporter just refers to him as the greatest in the game. There's no demotion whatsoever. Right. People just go LeBron James, and they used to say MVP. Now they just go LeBron James, greatest in the game. This is what I'm referring to. Yeah, he has no consequences. Okay, he doesn't get the MVP. Okay, you're the greatest in the game. We, he doesn't get to he, he he pisses off the fans in Cleveland a couple years down the road. He makes them the happiest bunch of fools in the world. He doesn't uh, he, he doesn't win his third championship. He gets the greatest fattest contract he's ever had in his life. You understand <laughs> what I'm saying? He he the plan is working. <laughs> yes, the, plan the plan is, is working. working. So I don't working. I don't yeah, I he, there's no the man has no consequence at this point. But it's it's testament to his talent. And maybe his acumen. I don't. He, has he planned this out from the get go? I don't know. He could be a master fucking strategist, and um, we don't even know. Yes, I don't think it's all part of a master plan, but yes, he is probably one of the smartest, both in and outside of the game, in terms of being a professional athlete and 
Uh, well, I mean, and, and clearly he surrounded himself with the right people too. I mean, that the, the, the but he made a huge mistakes. He learned from a lot of mistakes to do that, right? I mean, okay. he he is making up for mistakes that he would not have made if he were Derek Jeter. But again, the mistakes he's made yeah. have had little to no consequence, and if anything, have enhanced his reputation. No, they did. Just because they're just because you get over something doesn't mean that it sucks. You know, like if I go to prison and get rehabilitated, it doesn't mean prison didn't suck. All right. I mean, like oh, I'm sure he is. He has personally endured some days where he's like, "Oh man!" Yeah. But at the same time, <laughs> cashing them checks, of course. But I mean, if you watched people spray paint and burn your face for years and years, <laughs> you tell me that wouldn't get to you a little. Do you bit? think you watched it? This is what uh, I mean. We're like, positive you watched it. All right. Well, I don't know. But again, then that. But then that gives him that bad boy attitude and then the people who like that the people who are like yeah man I was so funny I'd love to some, some asshole burn my face I purposely softball jog versus nerd because I knew the next episode was just be you and me one on one we were going to talk about LeBron James for a long time well, we'll, and now, now we're, we're now we already doing it but I do I, here's the thing because we're running out of time and Amy is asleep um, <laughs> we should not no I, we'll talk more about this bad boy <laughs> bad. <laughs> basketball you should look for them at the pool also do people say chops in sports Justin do people say yeah he's got chops yeah yeah not as much as the music but people do say chops uh, um skill chutzpah is the is chutzpah the, is yeah. what they yeah, say yeah, promote that chops, like, yeah. uh give me a nerd question so we gotta go there was a giant tournament here in las vegas this weekend <laughs> that's better than last week's now this tournament Something happened on the internet this tournament involves uh, involves uh, head-to-head competition. Okay. Between I actually do have a guess. Giant quote athletes. Go ahead, guess. Hit Is me. it Magic the Gathering? Cl- you're on the right track. Okay. But you're but you're too much in the physical world. Oh, uh, Dungeons and Dragons. No, 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 no. Um. So it doesn't involve physical cards. It doesn't involve cards. It involves a game. Pogs. Mm-mm-mm-mm. This is on the televisions. This is video it's on the televisions. Uh, video is part of the video games. Is okay. a video game tournament? Yes. Okay. Of a particular game, particular genre. Uh, first person shooter? Nope. <sighs> That's the only That's term the I only know. That's the only one you know. That's the <laughs> only term I know. Uh, it's very simple. It's one on one, but it's not a first person shooter. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it like a uh, like a Capcom fighting game? Precisely. The great big fighting game tournament Evo. The Evo championships were held. The Evolution Fighting Tournament. I honestly have no idea how I... I really didn't think I was going to get anywhere close to guessing correctly. It gets more and more massive every year. Where is it happening? This has been their biggest year. This year it happened at the LVH. What is Um, it? I never... Did you get good at those games? I'm okay. I can hold my own. On the arcade version, I never got better than sticking quarters in, moving my joystick around, and just pounding every button frantically with same, my hands. At the I'm, same time, yeah, I mean, just, on Mortal Kombat, you do something crazy once every 15 strokes. Yeah. And, and, like, you, and then you go, All the moves lightning. are like, if you forward, dash, diagonal, back, hit this button, and I always be like, forward, forward, I'm dead. Yeah. Like, I never <laughs> could you, do anything yeah, with any coordinated speed. you just frantically do it, and you, and you land on something that l- yeah. lights them on fire and spins them up and throws them down, and they're instantly dead. That's why my first, my, my favorite right. it, one it was... It costs a lot to get good at. My favorite one was the original one from Nintendo with the karate uh, one, because you really just chop, chop, kick, kick the whole time. Yeah. You just went up and down ladders and chop, chop, kick, kick. Kung Fu. Kung Fu. Yeah. What Classic I say? game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, after after Kung Fu, it was all downhill for me as, as, a, as a fighter game. So you got good at these games? I am pretty good at them, but I'm Who, not great by any... Would by, you compete? These guys... Would you compete? I would get handled. 
I would get manhandled. You these have to guys, pay to compete, right? You do. There's an entry fee on some of it, but uh, and some of it, some of these guys are good enough. They have corporate sponsors. It's yeah. getting to be kind of like oh, the race car scene. They come in wearing their patches and Mad Cats. The guys who create the big, the big uh, sticks. You Top know. earner. Top earner right now. Well, one of the biggest names in the game was uh, Daigo Umahara, uh, the Beast, and uh, he was the champion for a long, long time. He's kind of fallen down at this point. He's probably last the last three years. He's not really. He's like what Kobayashi is the food eating, basically. Yes, yes. Uh, Ryu was his his uh, main character all the time, and uh, okay, he's, he's still quite good, but not the guy. What, uh, is, what does he make? What does some? What could someone make with their patches on their sleeves? Oh, for I, video games? probably close to hundred grand a year. That is maybe more nuts. Depending, I mean, you can get. Meanwhile, 100... a fresh reporter getting to the bottom of an Islamic scandal in the heart of Texas. Friendswood, Texas. Eighteen the, grand a year. The prize pool, the the top earners in this competition, were walking away with thirty five thousand. Okay, for winning for winning in their bracket for that'll get for, you, for the different games. That'll get you half a table of Dre's. On, right, on exactly, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So the guy who won the Street Fighter competition, his name's Fudo. He's kind of he's relatively new to the scene, but not super new. Uh, but then there's a uh, an American favorite, Justin Wong, who's been in the scene forever. Oh, but he's Asian. Uh, well, I mean, he's American. No, but I'm saying like we secretly still kind of. We're not breaking stereotypes here. I don't know what you're getting at, but I, are you just I saying there's it. a lot of Asians on the on the on the on the, the that are better at it th- that are better at it than, than white people? I don't know. They throw more yen at it. There's more of a, there's more of an arcade culture. Who's the racist now? Throw there, more yen at it. What? 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 There's That's other how, there's other currencies in Asia. I can't I can't yen. name one. But there are other <laughs> currencies in Asia. Well, okay, uh, the RMB. That's the uh, Chinese currency. Bingo. Uh, Bitcoin, anyway, I think. Bitcoin, yeah, official. that's that's thing. Uh, but uh, anyway, Justin Wong won. He he bet he won the um, Ultimate Marvel versus Capcom three competition, okay. but also really held his own in the uh, Killer Instinct mm-hmm. competition. Like the guy, he's just so there are he's events, a savant. It's not just one on one fighting. There are events or types of events within this. There tournament. are events that build up to this tournament. There are okay. plenty of qualifying rounds before you get to this point. Got it. And then from this, and then this is kind of the yearly. Big, big championship for many, many. All the fighting games were represented here. Okay. Yeah. And uh, I got to watch a bunch of the streams and just really, you want to see top level play. It's crazy. I, I call it uh, punchy chess, basically. Punchy chess. Yeah. It, it's it's a chess match. You know, they're constantly, yeah. but it's just super fast with fists and kicks. Where is it? There's a country where there actually is boxing and chess as an event where they it's actually live boxing oh, yeah, yeah, and live yeah. chess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You do, you do a round and then you do Yeah, you, you do, do a box and then you, you do chess and you do a move. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, where is it? I think it might be in England somewhere. One influences mm-hmm. the other. The movie make. No, uh, it just kind of you just knock both, the hell out of them. It's a test of endurance, mental endurance. So it's like it's going to be harder for them to do a good survive chess your move. boxing match and also participate in the oh, chess match. It's back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, so this takes out. The Amy, what's your favorite abuse? video game? Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat. So she's in. She can. She's in. It's the only one that I've played. Probably. So yeah. if you've seen the previews for X. Mortal Kombat 10 that's coming out next year. It's coming year. out? Holy crap, next year, yes. Yeah, Have there I, been nine already? Yep. What do I need to play one of those? What kind of boxes? Uh, that's going to be on the new systems, so you're going to need a PS4 or an Xbox One. Cool. Oh, it's going to come out on both formats. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. All right. I have to go do a real jobby thing, so we got to get out of here. <laughs> I think it would... Jerk. I, I don't think you're supposed to, to talk about your 9 to 5. I'm not I'm supposed jerk. to talk about it. I'm in LA. Come on. What I just got back from L.A. <laughs> Um, but uh, this is so fun, Amy. Thank you so much for coming on. I want to thank Amy Burkett for being on the podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm sorry, my job is indoors, Paul. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hooray for Nazis! 
uh, <laughs> of teaching Nazis. Okay. I knew the it. joy of improv. I knew it. Um, they love it. Yes, I want to thank and... Inspire Theater for housing us. I want to thank our, our, our other guests in our studio, uh, Chrissy, Carolyn, and Justin. Um, and Jacob, our audio guy. Woohoo! Penn Gillette for creating this podcast. Uh, uh, Tony Longworth for giving us tunes, although I think we played Nick's uh, Jock vs. Nerd. We did. So thank we, we did. That was great. Uh, oh, big news is that we have a Facebook page now. Um, so like uh, Ace, our illustrator... Has uploaded all of his uh, uh, all of his, the episode drawings, and awesome we have one artwork. for you. Uh, Ace has drawn you as well, so Amy's episode will be up on Twitter tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And we have a Twitter account just for the show. Badass. Uh, so if you go to at Hey Scoops, that's Matt Mattingly's podcast Twitter app. Uh, follow us because we are now. I was trying to follow just your followers and my followers, and Twitter has stopped me from doing that. There's an algorithm that if you don't have enough followers, you're only allowed to follow a certain amount of people to stop spam. So I need everyone listening to go follow Hey Scoops so I can follow you back because I've been How my following funny. ability has been taken away from wow, us. Wow, yeah. Help us out, guys. Thanks. <laughs> so follow Hey Come Scoops. Come to our aid, Scoops. Uh, All you twitting Scoops. Uh, but in the meantime, if you just want jokes from us individually, you can follow Paul at The Famous Paul. You can follow Matt at Sweet Matty D. And Amy, you have a Twitter? Yeah, uh, at Amy Behead underscore Behead. Amy underscore behead, mm-hmm. which is the name of your biography as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so thank you so much. Best of luck uh, finishing these up in Houston and in New York. Yeah. And of course, at thank the you. big chalkboard conference. <laughs> chalkboard. <laughs> Paul and I got a lot of fucking shit to get into the next episode. Yeah, we do. We, we, you're doomed. Oh, we'll see. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening to Ice Cream Social, everybody. Take care. much more I can tell you about LeBron James, so we'll see. I have a lot to say. I have a lot to say about it. Even more? Yeah, we didn't, we didn't even get into my, my side of the whole deal. Okay. I just took you up on your shit. We'll find out. <laughs> <laughs>